Okay, welcome to Prayer School. I am Dr. Renee, the Assistant Pastor of Empowerment of Faith Kingdom Center for Ambassadors, and I am back to do part two of what I was already speaking on, which is dealing with nine questions you should ask yourself before you pray. So before we get into the word today, I want to remind you to like, share, and subscribe so that each time we come on, you'll be notified and so that you can continually be blessed by our ministry. So let's do a quick review of what I had already taught about um, last week. Hopefully you were able to watch the message. And if not, you can just go back on YouTube and check it out at EOFKC. So there are nine questions that you should ask yourself about prayer. The first question is, why am I praying? Why am I praying? And we talked about the scripture in Lucas 18 and 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men should always pray and not lose heart. So the whole purpose of me praying is so that I will know what the will of the father is. And then number two, what am I praying for? So when I am praying, I'm praying so that I am sensitive, I'm pliable to what the Father wants. Oftentimes people will pray and they'll just go and tell the Father about it. You've heard it. Just go and tell them all about your troubles. No, he wants to hear his word. He wants to hear his word that has already been spoken and for us to speak his word back to him. That's why the word says that his word shall go forth and it will not return void. All right. So, and then Yeshua, he also said, uh, nevertheless, not my will, but his will be done. So what am I praying for? I am praying that my heart is sensitive to what the father wants me to pray concerning. All right. And then we talked about this in Tehillim 37 and 4 says, take delight in Yahweh, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So this scripture has been misinterpreted so many times thinking that, you know, he's going to give me my heart's desire. Well, I have to make sure that those things that I am meditating on are based upon his will. So as he give me the desire, he's He's actually putting into me what I should desire, what I should crave, and therefore I will always ask whatever it is according to his will. This is just a quick review. And then Yochanan, uh, all of 5, 14 through 15 says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to what? According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we ask of him. So our prayers are like going into a courtroom. Whenever I go before the courtroom or whenever I go before the judge, the judge wants to hear one thing. He wants to hear law. He wants to hear his word. So when we go before the father, we need to make sure that we are praying according to his will and his word. Therefore, we will always what? Receive everything that we have requested or petitioned 
Why? Because it's based on his word and his precept. All right. And then the other question that we asked before, who should I pray for? Who should I pray for? Well, we know that we should, of course, pray for one another. And then we should pray for a sinning brother. We should pray for the sinner man. We should pray for our family and our ministry. And we should pray for the sick. So that was a quick review of nine questions that we should ask. Now, here's another question. Question number four, why should I pray? Why should I pray? Well, we should pray so that we could always be in the fellowship or in the presence of the Father. And so in Bereshit 3 and 8, we're going to take a look at this word presence. Um, in Hebrew, it is pronounced liphany. And we know that in Hebrew, we read from right to left. So we have a pay, noon, and hey. But let's look at this um, in the Logos. I was trying to think, was it Logos? But anyway, let's take a look at this in Logos. But first, here's the scripture in Bereshit 3 and 8. And they heard the sound of Yahweh Elohim walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of Yahweh Elohim among the trees of the garden. And then Yahweh Elohim called Adam and said to him, where are you? So we're going to look at this word presence. We mentioned earlier that it was liphany. And here it is uh, broken down in, uh, in Hebrew. And so we see here, it says, and they made themselves aprons, starting up here, they made themselves aprons and they heard the voice of Yahweh walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Well, first of all, by them making themselves aprons, they were actually making their own religion apart from what has already been established. The father had already told them what they should do, but they took it upon themselves to do what they thought was right. And so it goes on and skipping down to verse nine, it says, and Yahweh Elohim called unto Adam and said to unto him, where are thou? Where are you? Why are you no longer in my presence? Why are you no longer there? So we see that this word presence begins with the Olivet pay. Pay means the spoken word of the father. And then we have the next Olivet up here, up top, which is noon. Noon is telling me that there's son, they're a son, they're, they're uh, heirs of the kingdom. Also noon is telling me that life is coming forth. And then the last Olivet is hay. Hay means what comes from. And it also means a revelation from heaven on earth. Just as Yeshua said, let your will be done as it is in heaven, as it is on earth. Well, here, this word pay, I mean, liphany is telling us that the spoken word of the father that is for his sons this is what comes out of being in his presence. 
His word is what allows me to stay in his presence. When I allow that life-giving spirit to flow out of me, from me, through him, and there's a, a change in exchange between the father and myself, then I am able to flow and always be in his presence. So looking at this word, Liphany, again, it said the spoken word of the father. So the father had already given them his word. And so when Elohim said, Adam, where are you? It wasn't that Elohim didn't know where he was. Adam needed to know that he was no longer in his presence. He had departed from his presence, the Elohim's presence because of what he had done. All right, so fellowship in the presence of the father, life that comes from the spoken word of the father. Many times we hear people say that, oh, I wanna be closer to the father. Well, you can't get any more closer if he's inside of you. All right, and then also why? so that we can be stable. So let's look at Lucas 8 and 18 and 1. Lucas 18 and 1. And then also um, Yeshea 26 and 2. And then Philippians 4 and 6. We'll look at those. So to be stable, to be stable. Many times we hear people, you know, well, first of all, the word of Elohim says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. The scripture tells us that let our yes be yes and our no be no, that we shouldn't be tossed to and fro, just back and forth. One, one day I'm up, the next day I'm down. So let's look and see what the word is telling us. And Lucas 18 and 2. And he spoke a parable to them that they should always pray and not lose heart. Saying in a certain city, there was a certain judge, not fearing Elohim nor regarding man, and a widow was in that city and she came to him saying, do right to me on my adversary. But he would not for a while. But afterwards he said within himself, even if I don't fear Elohim nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I shall do right to her, least by her continual coming she wears me out. And the master said, hear what the unrighteous judge said. And shall Elohim not do right by all means to his own chosen ones who are crying out day and night to him and being patient over them? See, the scripture is telling us that we should always pray. We should never give up. We should never lose heart. Why? This is showing that we are stable. This is showing that we are depending on the father. We are not depending on our circumstances. Circumstances change all the time, but there is one thing that is sure and that's solid and that will never change. And that is Elohim. We can be sure and rest assured that he is always there. His word said that he is an ever present help in the time of need. And so as a believer, no matter what we're going through, we should always pray. 
We should always seek his face. Just like this woman, she was being adamant about it. She was being adamant and she was being persistent. So we should always make sure that we are doing the same thing. All right, so let's look at our next note. So to be stable, that was one. And then Yeshua 26 says, open the gates that the righteous nation, which keeps the truth may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. This is very important. This is, I, he will keep me in perfect peace. This word peace is shalom. And shalom is telling me that this spirit, whatever that chaotic spirit is in the spiritual realm will be destroyed. Why? Because this is what his word does. And then it goes on in verse three, it says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Their mind is fastened on you. There is something that I always say, whatever you focus on will get larger and larger. So if you're focusing on your circumstances, then that's what you're going to see. But if you're focusing on the promise of the word and you believe the father and what he is saying is true, then that's what you're going to see. But if I'm just focusing on, oh man, man, this thing is it's just getting worse and worse. Really? Your answer is in the problem. Focus on the answer. All right. So it says, you will keep him in perfect shalom, whose mind is stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. One thing as a believer, we, we you know, the environment is conducive for us trusting in the situation. But one thing as a believer, when we know without a doubt that the scripture tells us that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but Yahweh will deliver them out of them all. When you believe the word and know that the word is going to come to pass over and over again, then no, nothing that will come, I almost said no devil in hell, nothing that comes to oppose you will defeat you in your mind or physically. Why? Because you are trusting and believing what thus says Elohim. So let's take a look again at our notes. Um, I want you to see the word for shalom, the word for shalom. Okay, so here's the word for shalom, reading from right to left. I'll point here. Okay, so here we have it. We have shin, lamed, vav, and mem. So shin, it actually means that something is going to be destroyed or totally consumed. And then we have Lamed, which means to control. It also means to govern. But in this particular case here, it's talking about something that's being controlled. And then we have Vav, something that has been established. And then Mem, it means chaos. It also means anointing. But in this case here, in the text, it means chaos. So... When we say keep your mind in perfect peace or keep your mind in shalom, 
We're actually saying that it is the spirit of the father who is going to destroy what has been contro taken control or destroy that authority that has been established in chaos. If it's chaotic in the mind, believe and know that the word is true. The father is well able to do exactly what he said he would do. And he's able to, to destroy it. When uh, Yeshua, when he spoke to the waves and the waves obeyed, he said, Shalom. When he said peace, he said, Shalom. And then even the waves obeyed. All right. So now the next question, why, why should we, going back, why should we pray? to overcome temptation. Why should we pray to overcome temptation? Now let's look and see what the scripture says in Lucas 22 and 40, and then also in 1 Corinthians or uh, Olive Corinthians 10 and 13. All right. Okay, in 1 Corinthians or all of Corinthians 10 and 13, the word Elohim reads, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man, but Elohim is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So the, the word has promised us that although this temptation is here, I mean, you, you're, you're being tempted just like everyone else is being tempted, but it says that Elohim is faithful and he's gonna allow you to bear it. In other words, you're going to be able to endure. You're gonna be able to resist. But first we must do what? We must submit to him and then we'll be able to go forward. And then also, and then Philippians four and six, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in prayer, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to Elohim and the peace of Elohim, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Yeshua, Mishiach. So that is very, that's that's right on point. The peace of Elohim, we were talking about peace, how we, when we continually have our mind fastened on his word, he will be able to guard us with that. All right, so now let's go back to our notes. And then the last note, um, obedience. Why should I pray? Obedience. Let's look at Hebrews 10 and 35. Hebrews 10 and 35. You know, many people, they feel like they can just pray whatever they want to pray for. And it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter. This is what I was feeling. And that's what I'm, I'm going to pray. Nope. Nope. 
we need to pray according to the word. We need to pray what thus says Elohim. So let's look at Hebrews 10 and 35. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of Elohim, you may receive the promise. We have to, in order for us to receive the promise, obedience has to be in play. For some reason, we want to receive the fruit of our labor, but haven't endured anything. We have to be able to endure, even when times seem like it's really tough, after you have done all the stand, then continue to stand. So it tells us don't cast away your confidence. There is a great reward in it. We have need of endurance. And this particular endurance is telling us that even as we endure, that we have to make sure that our attitude is correct, not just enduring, oh, I'm just going to make it. Nope. I'm enduring in a way that I'm confident knowing that he that has begun a perfect work in me will complete it to the day of Yeshua. And I am confident and I am excited about this thing. You know, it says, consider it pure joy when we face diverse temptations. Is the experience joyful? No, but I am joyful because I know that my Elohim will always deliver me out of every trial. So that's exciting. That's what's the, the, that's the thing that I can boast upon. Okay. So these are reminders of some things that we should pray for. We should always pray, never faint, never lose heart. Know that the father, he's the one that we put our confidence in. We don't put our confidence in our flesh, but we put our confidence totally in him, in him. So these are some of the nine of, well, we said some of the things, but I didn't go over all nine, but I definitely want you to consider uh, when this book is released, Dr. Larry's book, and this, this was taken from Kingdom Keys of Prayer, take a look at it, dig into it, know that the Father is able to hear those prayers that you are praying as long as you are praying according to his will and according to his plan. So be blessed and remember Elohim has a plan for your life and none of those plans include defeat. Shalom to you and be blessed.